Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We have uh, in our lectionary for this past week, we have been reading through St. Peter's uh, epistle. And it is one of those epistles that bears reading for us at least yearly, as it is incredibly sobering, but also inspiring. From the very beginning of the epistle, Peter addresses the Christians as the, the, the diaspora, or the dispersion, throughout, uh, outside of Israel, uh, through Cappadocia, and names all sorts of places very far from the center of the faith, at that time being Jerusalem. And this is a theme that runs throughout 1 Peter. And this is a theme for the Christian life. What it means to be in diaspora is means to be not at home. As he says elsewhere in the epistle, he calls them sojourners and pilgrims, that their life is one where they are not understood by their neighbors and that they have their hearts and their minds set on somewhere else. That they are looking, as we hear throughout the Psalms, they are looking towards Zion. They are looking towards Jerusalem. But they are especially looking for the Zion on high and the new Jerusalem. Throughout this epistle and grounded very deeply in the faith, Peter over and over again encourages them to have the mind of Christ, to live like Christ, to bear suffering as Christ suffered. Living in diaspora, living not at home, means also being unfamiliar. There is a lot of suffering. We know this, you can read all sorts of accounts of those who had to live as refugees or as immigrants or those who live not at home and how it's not uh, just the reality of living in a different place, but it's down to the really small stuff, like smells, and certain sounds. That is what really grabs those who are in exile or those who have immigrated, that it is, you know, just I'm sure you can have a little glimpse of this because in many ways we're all exiles from our childhood. Those little bits of memory that you have waking up and maybe, I know for me it's like smelling bacon. <laughs> you know, breakfast is cooking. There's probably something good about to happen. Just those little shreds of memory and of, I don't, I don't want to say nostalgia, but that you can yearn for something that is good and wholesome. And this is what Peter talks about, what the Christian life is like. But that it's not towards the smell of bacon or the perfume of our grandmother or uh, the feeling of certain holidays or of certain landscapes or memories that we have, but that our hopes and our mind as we are in exile or we are sojourning and pilgrim in this pilgrimage of life 
that our minds and hearts are set on something else outside of us, in front of us, ahead of us, beyond us, but that has we have been given bits and pieces, visions, that we have tasted that the Lord is good. And it is exactly this that Peter, if there's another theme that runs very strongly through first Peter, it is suffering. That we, as followers of Christ, in imitation of Christ, suffer. There is, of course, the suffering as we are remembering martyrs today. There's all sorts of other suffering outside of great persecution, the possibility of us being killed. There is the suffering of not feeling a part of things. There is the suffering of not being understood. There is the suffering of being possibly ostracized or left out. There is the suffering of uh, being poked at, prodded, of having those around, maybe even loved ones, not understanding what it is like to have a real faith in the resurrected Christ. And this is all aspects of suffering. And Peter, just like Christ does in the Sermon on the Mount, talks about the suffering that is done by us should be done with humility, with patience, with love, so that those that, in many ways, and sometimes unbeknownst to them, can see the good works and the light that is produced by our hope and our eyes and hearts set to that new Jerusalem so that they too, as Peter talks about, when Christ comes to judge, will be able to give glory for the things that we have done in the flesh as pilgrims, as sojourners. We are like John the Baptist at the very beginning when Christ appears to him, where he says he must decrease and Christ must increase, but that he is someone who just points, that he has prepared the way but that he is pointing to the answer to all hopes. It is in suffering that we do the suffering for the sake of Christ, not because we're being odd or boisterous or argumentative. Peter is very clear that the suffering is because we follow Christ, not because of our idiosyncratic passions or things that we uh, prefer hills that to die on that Christ did not ask us to die on. That we look to Christ as the prime example of this. As a sheep who went to the slaughter but did not open up his mouth. As the one whom uh, was able to forgive all those who crucified him. Peter also talks about that we find uh, co-sufferers and all the brethren that we hear about those that we actively pray for on this side of things who are suffering and are leading an example of Christ-like humility and patience but also as we remember tonight those martyrs uh, the story is that there was at this gate in Constantinople they unearthed uh, incorrupt bodies of martyrs uh, that began working miracles uh, but that their names were not known until there was a dream to a particular priest, uh, whom then they found out it was the Apostle Junior and also St. Andronicus of one of the 70. 
but that there is throughout the world those martyrs and those who have suffered, those that we don't even know their name, and that we look to and ask for their prayers in our own suffering. And just to underline for us, again, that this suffering is, does not have to be some great, courageous thing, but all of us have little aspects of suffering in our life. A family, friends, co-workers, uh, all sorts of little places that are raw points for us, that are all given to us in a, for us to be able to shine the light of Christ. So let us I commend you to read First Peter if you have not been following the lectionary this week uh, as a reminder of our status as pilgrims, that our hearts and minds should be set on high and not entangled in all the things that are here, and that we, in the midst of whatever suffering that we have in our life, that we look to Christ, the one who suffered for us, that we take solace in others who have suffered like Christ and who pray for us so that we may, through the mercy and grace of our Lord and by the power of the Holy Spirit, may also suffer with Christ-like humility, patience, kindness, and love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.